0: From worlds beyond, to right at the gaming table, these are all my fantasy children! Hey, Jeff!
1: Hey, Aaron!
0: Welcome all! To all my fantasy children, my name is Aaron Kitano-Saias. And my name is Jeff Stormer. This is a All My Fantasy Children. It's a world-building, character creation, collaborative storytelling podcast where each week, Jeff and I just take a listener prompt from someone just like yourself,
1: and we tell an original story with it. That's right. That is... Uh, is this the most accurate read on the show that we've ever delivered?
0: Yeah, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to take this a little more seriously now, Jeff. You know, it- it's time.
1: This is the first time we've actually just said what the show is about and not done for three to six minutes of bits. Is this a new? Is this a new chapter in our lives, Aaron? Is this, Aaron? Is this what it means to grow up?
0: No, Jeff. It's not.
1: That's not. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Oh, I know. I was going to what- say
0: because I'm kicking it old school, Jeff. Jeff, I am
1: crackling.
0: With dark magical energy today.
1: All right, I was gonna say I know all about growing up. It's when, uh, and it's when it happens once again, and you turn to a friend, someone who understands, sees through the master plan, but then it turns out that you've been here for too long. And I forget the next lines of the song <laughs> for
0: too long uh, to face this on my own. I guess to say to it's the growing all, right, so, all right, so this is the scene I'm gonna <laughs> paint for you as our intro today. I am surging with dark magical energy, right? Like there is purple electricity crackling over my body. I'm in like a Goku stance in the parking lot of Warped Tour, while Jeff <laughs> is really enjoying Blink One Eighty Two because it's like 2001.
1: I'm coming to you remotely. I am actually at the the Burlington Center Mall. Oh uh- no!
0: Rest in peace. <laughs>
1: I'm at the skate rink. That doesn't uh, exist
0: at Burlington <laughs> Center.
1: <laughs> you opened a skate rink at Burlington <laughs> I, Center. I have opened a skate rink at the Burlington Center. Uh, it is um it is sponsored by Vans. Oh
0: yeah. Airwalks too.
1: I'm wearing very long shorts. Oh. Very long shorts. What color? And what the, color? Uh they are nave, they are they are they are olive green. Okay. And I've got a shirt that says keep staring and I'll do a trick.
0: Oh, man, we've been quoting that shirt for so long. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> if your wallet has, uh, it's black with red flames, and there's a chain that, of course, connects to your big uh, belt loop.
1: Yep, 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 yep. I got a smiley face belt loop, because it's ironic, because I'm not smiling. No, because I'm not uh, happy.
0: And you're wearing, oh, wait, no, I, w- I w- almost summoned him. Now I'm going to summon him, Jeff. Ready? You're wearing a red Fred Durst Yankee hat. <laughs> Good. Yep. Okay. Wait. So do we have a prompt this week? No, not yet, Jeff. Wait, because there's something there's an important announcement that I have to make. There are a lot of podcasts that like to talk about their hometown and how important it is. But I do want to say that the Burlington Center Mall, which if you Google it, was rated the saddest mall in New Jersey where Jeff and I grew up.
1: That checks you know what? That checks out. It's closing. is it really yeah it's closing for good what are they doing with the elephant statue
0: that's what everybody wants to know so there's a statue (laughs) of an elephant with a with a boy riding it butt naked and it's a fountain and everyone wants to know what's happening but no it's closing for good jeff i'm glad that i got to catch a reaction on the air yes oh my gosh so that's why i've been surging with dark magical energies the magic of frustration
1: it's that yeah i understand it it's Aaron, I guess this is growing up.
0: Yeah, no, that's the kind of the roundabout way I wanted to praise this to you. I was like, Jeff, this is growing up, realizing that sometimes you have to say goodbye to things.
1: That like that elephant statue built by Zeno's Farakas. So good night and good game. Good night and good game. <laughs> um, All right, do we have a
0: prompt this week? We do. We have a very sick prompt this week. It is from our email from the prompt submission form. So jokes on you. Start spamming more. So this badass Twitter user Jeremiah Newby sends, a fencer so good they can duel in the rain and not get wet. Even though they are this good, they still cannot win a duel with their childhood rival that became a simple cobbler.
1: That's pretty good. I like that a lot. That's really sick. I'm
0: like, I'm shook to my core. So first of all, I know you and I had talked briefly before where we want to set this one.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, I believe we want to set this in the city of Dragon. You're
0: fucking right we do. God, do I ever want to set this in Dragon.
1: So explain to me why that is. Okay,
0: so, Dragon. To, for me, it's a floating city, uh, that took to the clouds, you know, in a time immaterial. It's sort of like a futuristic city. Like, I don't know if you're that familiar with Final Fantasy VIII. I've
1: played it, I played it when I was a teenager.
0: Okay, so there's a city that's, like, hidden away from the world called Esthar, and it's, like, the rest of the world is, like, really modern. There's, like, computers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Esthar is, like, a, you know, there's, like, monorails that float on the ground and shit like that. It's, like, a it's a space futuristic city. That's sort of the impression that I get from Dragon initially, and I'd like to know your thoughts. That's, I, I like that. I dig that. Because it's, like, it's sort of excluded, and I like to think that if it's, like, If it's floating above the clouds, it would advance a little differently than the other cities.
1: Oh, for sure. And I think, like, that's the deal. Like, that's probably how it became a flying city in the first place is, like, the marriage of magic and technology. Yes. Science beyond this world and, you know, magic tech. Exactly. Aaron, I played a lot of Final Fantasy VI. Oh, no. And I believe there is also a flying city in that. Uh, There's there's a floating
0: continent. There's a floating. uh, Yes, it's basically like as if the state of New Jersey was ripped up.
1: There's not a flying city. There is a a, a high tech city in the desert where they have they have magitech. Can I
0: tell you another game though from Super Nintendo that it's also referencing? Yes, Chrono Trigger. The city of Zeal is a super magic technology city that floats above the clouds while everyone else is in antiquity underneath.
1: So, yeah, we've got a lot of places things that we' we're, we're that we're just gonna fucking rip off. It's in good company, <laughs> so you and I had talked briefly
0: before about uh hey, everybody, so we have to set up a little bit about dragon because we've never fucking talked about this before. Um, sure. my initial thought is that it is uh a city of like passion where it's. Every sort of like you know how like Paris and France are sort of seen as like a city of love and like Mm -hmm. passion where you go. I think of it more as like passion for anything, whether it's like love, food, music, like where Geode is like has its artistic scene and is really progressive and like reinventing yourself. This is kind of a city where everyone's super enthusiastic about everything, like that sense of enthusiasm is is very contagious in dragon where everyone will cheer you everyone is that shonen anime character that like screams they're like go you know support your dreams Mm -hmm. i sort of see that as being a core staple of dragon culture is like support passion and if you're going to do something i will help you get there i'll be the gas in your tank to get you to where you need to be sort of thing you know everyone's like kind of a motivational coach or should be yeah
1: yeah no I, i totally i totally dig that okay so that being said, that
0: that little bit established, uh, this fencer, that is a badass prop. So they're so good they can duel in the rain and not get wet. And even though they're yeah. this good, they cannot win a duel with their childhood rival who's turned into a simple cobbler.
1: I have a very specific pitch for you. I'd love to hear it. It is, uh, it is big picture. Okay. Aaron, actually, I have a very good basis for this. Okay. Aaron, I'm going to take us on a trip back to high school. Okay. I believe we may have talked about this on air before. I would like to take you back to study hall <laughs> senior year. Okay. With the two of us. Yep. Playing spades. Yes. And the reason I say this is because I think that the reason is, is uh, the story that I want to tell you is that we played spades together all through senior year. Every day at study hall, it was, it was us and two friends of ours. Yep. Uh, we played and it we played and you won pretty much every game
0: a lot i won a lot of them because i uh, you know why well,
1: we we said it on the I'm air before i'm gonna get there i'm gonna get there i'm gonna get there but the point is uh by the end of the year though it was very close like you were you were you won a lot of them but by the end of the year like i would come from behind and win a fair number of them yes like that's it started accurate. out it started at the start of the year it was like just, just my my shit was getting wrecked. Domination. By the end of the year, it was probably like thirty to forty percent wins. You know, yes. it was closer to even. Then I went to college and played spades with friends and cleaned house with them. And this was when Aaron, you revealed to me a secret about the way that you had been playing spades with me at senior year in study hall. Oh yeah. And this is, I think, the secret as to why the fencer gets so good. And why their childhood rival, who became a baker, can always still beat them?
0: It's because they cheat. It's the cobbler because, cheats. It's
1: because they just cold cheat every single time.
0: Huh. So the cobbler is cheating.
1: Yes. Okay. And it's just like they fight dirty. Like the cobbler will just like kick you in the crotch and yeah, like win a- <laughs> that way.
0: So it's not necessarily fence. Oh, okay. So okay. So that's an interesting that's an interesting thing that we can take though. So if the cobbler is teaching this fencer. How to fight dirty. You know what I mean? That technically, if you go into like a, we'll say fencing in terms of not the sport, but like swordsman, like swordsmanship. Yeah. You know, like sword fighting. They are very good at rapier combat because when fighting this cobbler as a kid, the cobbler fought dirty and didn't play to like, you know, I, I like to assume that I, I don't know a lot about fencing, but I know there's like different there's rules. And I would mm-hmm. assume that they're based on like rules of dueling. Or yeah. there are now. And are in fantasy in, in this in dragon fencing, or in swordsmanship, we'll say. In sword fighting, there are rules. And yeah. things that you're not supposed to do because of like, you know, conduct. And the cobbler did not adhere to them. The cart car, like cobbler
1: brawled, you know, with throw sand oh,
0: yeah. in your face and slash and, like, your arm we'll you like, what?
1: Your, grab your fencing mask and turn it so you can't see and breathe right and then just, like, take you out that way. Like, the cobbler... Give me, give me two sets of pronouns. Gotcha. So, for the fencer. He is a fencer.
0: And the cobbler... They are a fencer. I mean, they right. were a fencer who is now a cobbler.
1: So, yeah. They would, uh... Like, twist your mask so you couldn't see, and then just, like, cold win that way. And, like, the the two of them spent their childhoods together, like, fencing. They grew up passionate about this, but the cobbler just cold cheated. They would fence, they were about even, and then the cobbler was just the person that was willing to, like, kick you in the shin. Like, the judge didn't see it, and they just kick you in the shin and then win.
0: Okay, so this is, like, you're talking, like, they're fencing in a competition or, like, backyard sword
1: fighting? I think backyard sword fighting into competition, like, teen competition. Okay. I'm thinking Karate Kid. I'm think yes, I'm thinking, like, there's a sword fighting tournament type
0: thing. Like, I'm thinking World Martial Arts Tournament Dragon Ball Z type thing. Yes. Where, like, the best sword fighters in the world come to this tournament in Dragon, and they, and a grand stage... But there are there rules in that. I think so. Yes. So does the cobbler win that or lose? Because they lost. Can't beat them.
1: What I think it is. Let me throw something at you. Okay. What I think it is is we have uh, we have Lance Crossblade, oh, is who is our the... fencer. Okay.
0: And has to be named after a weapon now. Now that you started this, mm-hmm. the cobbler they have to be named after a weapon.
1: What's a good? I have a name, but you're not gonna. <laughs> I have a name for it.
0: Okay, what is it?
1: I'm thinking uh, cobbler. I'm thinking hammer. I'm thinking blunt object. I'm thinking cudgel. I'm thinking cudgie. <gasps> cudgie. Cudgie is the name of my first bard ever. My first D D
0: character. Okay, so Lance, Lance the Fencer Enthusiast. Yes. Battles through. Try grows up with in the city. Okay. So I want to take a step back real quick before we move on to like tournaments and wherever we're going okay yeah. is that all right yeah yeah. yeah. so lance and kudji grow up together right same yeah. what neighborhood are we saying that dragon has and like yeah they're in neighborhood, the same skyscraper kids, yeah. you know they're in the same borough oh apartment complex they have apartment complexes they're in the same apartment complex and they grow up in like the hallways and courtyards just constantly one-upping each other and trying to outdo one another.
1: And I think that's a that's a dragon detail I want to add is that they're all apartment complexes that are the size of small cities. Yeah, like Ooh, I- these are massive. You know, hundreds of stories, and you spend you know a lot of a lot of kids just grow up in these in these labyrinthine hallways that are that are the size of a neighborhood, right? Like winding corridors and stuff. And there's skylights and sun comes in. So it's like a little bit bright, but it's also kind of a little bit like cramped and dark. Yeah,
0: I'm down with this. It's very big city. Very, very. This is like probably the most big city of all the big cities. Mm -hmm. So they grow up together. So do you want to say that because the ultimate conflicts with this will be eventually Lance Crossblade has to become the greatest fencer of all time. However, uh Kudji quit. And mm-hmm. that has to either eat them alive, or is this a rival mance? Because <sighs> those are both strong choices. It's not a choice between the two. But I am I, I am seeing that if I became the greatest fencer of all time, and I've I've beaten everyone knows that I'm the greatest sword fighter. There is a cobbler that could kick the shit out of me, or at least I think they can. Is it that they could never beat their friend Kuji as a kid? I think that's what it is. Or they still can't beat Kuji. Or it's like they'll
1: never know if they can. I like that they they'll never know because in my mind Kuji like hangs up their sword and is yeah. like I'm done. Yeah. Like they were they 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 grew up together. Let me paint you this picture. Okay. They grew up together, right? They're they're sword fighting with sticks. And Cudgy will throw, like, will tear up some carpet and like throw it in your eyes. All right, <laughs> and it's like, oh god, my eyes! <laughs> and they're they're about equally matched as kids, except Cudgy will cheat a little bit. They're yes. a little bit of a cheater. They're a little bit of a scoundrel. Yeah, they 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 both eventually get enlisted into like the little league sword fighting, you know, circles. Cudgy wins these early tournaments. For mostly the same reasons, right? Like sweep the leg, yeah, a little bit Cobra Kai, like, and then Kudji's like, okay, I pr- I I think they win their first tournament, and then they that's when they say, all right, I'm done. I'm uh, on. And never
0: sword fights again. But that means Lance keeps going and down yeah. like the more professional route slash like you know knight or something, you know, where and that will const that would that would bother me a lot. Mm -hmm. it really would like the only duel i've ever lost was to kudgy who is now making shoes
1: and and is entirely because they like stomped on your toe okay thumb or like thumbed your mask in the eye you know and they know and if you ever and like i think they still talk oh yeah absolutely in fact i definitely want them to because i there's a plot point that i think is going to come up later because it's
0: totally that thing of like yeah you're as good as you've ever been lance you do have one loss on your record. You're like a thousand and one.
1: Now, my question is, uh, and I'm going to throw it to you because I could, t- I, I like both options. Does Kudji acknowledge that they cheated and laugh it off, or do they honestly like hang on to the idea of like, yeah, I beat you?
0: No, they've let it go. They're they're that's they're not their life anymore. There's nothing to hold on to if like that's a, that part of your life is over. You'd just be doing it to be malicious, and I don't think that's the relationship here. I think the relationship is they're friends, and it's like. Yes, but what what if we fought again? Because even if Kaji cheated today, you know Lance would tear them apart. Oh yeah, for sure. But they'll still never know. And I think that's the thing where it's like Kaji would say, uh, "Like, no, I'm not getting in the no, I'm not getting into a sword fight with you. Look at me, I'm not in shape anymore. You know, we're grown ups now. I'm a cobbler.
1: I think that they needle him about it. Yeah. But they full on acknowledge like, yeah, I beat you because I thumbed you in the eye. <laughs> like, yeah. but, I, but I still beat you. Okay,
0: so that so that's Cudgy. Let's talk about Lance Crossblade real quick. Lance Crossblade. Who is Lance Crossblade? What? Okay, so let's start at the beginning. They're a child in this apartment complex. Like, what kind of household was Lance brought up in? Or is Dragon sort of a community like it takes a village type thing? Hmm. you know are you raised by like a collective
1: you know or or is it traditional family style that we know and i, in... I kind of like the the community of it i yes. like if it's if it's a community if it's a if it's a city of people supporting one another i think it makes sense that it's sort of like you have a lot of different parents and you have a lot of different guardians etc
0: yeah the image that came to me was like a pride of lions but then it changed to like A circle of young dragons, like six to eight years old, and like ten dragons swirling around them was like the image that first came to me. So I'm like, what if there's just a collective protective, you know, it's like a, it's pretty much a big, uh, big family, even if you're not Mm -hmm. biologically connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody's in these apartment complexes, you know, closely knit, closely packed. So I think there is like a herd mentality thing where it's like we're a pride of dragons.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: Okay. So they grow up in a, and they grow up in a collective. What do they want you know what is their dream you know is it to just be the best sword fighter you know did they see a sword fight and were inspired was uh is there a I'm trying to think of like what what inspired them to go down this road you know because dragon sounds great right they're obviously in like post big Jeremy dragon where like everybody's kind of hanging out and they're not like fighting with beast men so like what is their life you know what what is it that You know, like all kids are like, "Oh, let's play." But what do
1: they? What do they grow up aspiring to be? I kind of like the idea that the thing that pushes them into pursuing this as like a life, like a life's goal, Mm -hmm. is their friendship with Kudji. Like it's that it's that the two. This was the thing that the two of them played with growing up. Kudji falls out of it. Kudji acknowledges that they were only as good as they were because they cheated. But, like, in playing this, like, childhood sword fight game with their best friend, Lance realizes, like, hey, I'm pretty good at this. Like, Lance, Lance kind of steps back and he starts reading books and he's like, I, I think I'm pretty good at this. Like, I understand the theory of it. And, like, he starts, you know, working on that. And he starts aspiring to, like, hey, if I'm good at this... Why don't I see how good I can
0: be? I have a I have a nice image for this. Just kind of like develop that along. I see the two of them as, say, kids of 14, you know, mm-hmm. sitting in a field looking out at the sunset and uh, that whole thing of like, we're going to be the greatest sword fighters the world has ever known. But why? You know what I mean? Is there a reason for that? Like culturally in the world? Or is it just like, I like it? Because, you know, it could be like, it's a sport and they want to be professional athletes. Or is it like... I want to, okay, Here, here's the thing I want to pitch to you. I want, I, I I kind of see Lance Crossblade eventually becoming like some sort of leader of people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And where Kaji fell off, they're like a a typical person, like a normal, you know, uh, like for all intents and purposes, like a prince and a pauper type deal. mm mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of. Trying to kind of kinding, ah, I'm kind of trying to see like where that, where this divide happens, where it's like I want but my my question being, my rant being, how do we, what story thing ignites that? We're like, where does, why does Kudji quit, and how does Lance Crossblade become like a knight, the greatest knight, the sword to the leader of Dragon, you know, the the leader of Dragon? Like, how do we get there? What is what is the moment and what is the desire there? Hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. What <clears throat> What ignites that kind of thing? Is it a? Is it part of dragon culture where it's like, if you do X, you can have this? Did they have a dream? You know, w- was it, you know, that they saw themselves, you know, atop the altar of stars on top of dragon, you know, looking out at the world? And do they think that this ability can help people like sword fighting, you know? Mm-hmm. My, my my thing is, I was talking to Quinn Wilson about this on Twitter, where I'm like, if, if you have, like, fighting in your world, right, like, if mm-hmm. there's violence, what about the world does that tell you? You know, is there a need for it? Like, is there a need for them to sword fight?
1: And the answer can be yes. Then I think I have, I think I have an answer then. Okay. Because what we have here is not necessarily violence. It is competition. Yes. What we have here is is essentially professional sports, and we have a lot of that in fantasy. Yeah, yeah. So what that says, and what, that, and what I think part of that, especially with the idea that there are tournaments, there are winners, there are prizes, coupled with the fact that we have these large, stuffed, massive apartment complexes, I think it says that as supportive and energetic and passionate as Dragon is, there's also a level of upward mobility or even mm. uh, economic disparity. You know, and and there's this idea of like your, like, passion is what's going to carry you up, but there Ooh. is still that sort of, there's still that expectation of like, you have to find a way to make, to be good and, you know, it's that, it's that if everyone is making something, if everyone is passionate about something, then there has to be a sense of like ex- the, ex- the competition there has to be extreme. Yes. And I imagine it has to be It almost has to be overwhelming for people. This culture of, like, pursue your passion, pursue your passion, pursue your passion. Yeah, who are
0: you? What do you love? Go do the thing you love. It's like, maybe I don't know. Well, you better learn or else you're never going to rise in the ranks of this city. You're never going to have the life that you want. And that's dark and fucked up, but, like, it's kind of cool. I like it for this world.
1: And it's kind of, and it adds this, and there's this element of, like, you know, there are competitions. There are, there's, you know, it's that, it's that loving something, you also have to prove it. Mm. Like, so there's sword fighting tournaments. There are these leagues, there are these leagues of duelists and it's like, cool, you love sword fighting. Enter the dueling ring. Like, prove it, study it, go to school for it, like, practice it. There's a level of, and there's this level of, like, pressure there and I think maybe that's part of why Kudji probably bows out is that Kudji's like, I wasn't doing this. I wasn't doing this to like pursue a dream. I was doing this because it was fun, and I was hanging out with my friend. Yeah, they they win a tor- they win a tournament. They win it through cheating, and they're like, I could live the rest of my life as a heel who cheats, and who I could probably go even further. But like, do I want to be that person? And they're like, No, I'd I'd rather live a simple, humble life doing something else that is. Maybe not glamorous, maybe not, you know, professional sports star level, but, like, I like it, so I'm going to go do that.
0: Okay, so what this tells me, though, is about Lance, is Lance in a favorable situation in society? If they are trying to use sword fighting, you know, to increase their stance in society, you know, to increase their, mm-hmm. we'll say, rank, you know what I mean, yeah. or their their class, Yeah, he's trying to be, he's trying to be a big star. So does that mean they are clearly not? Are they doing well or no?
1: Uh, I think he, yeah, I think he's, I think he is doing
0: well. I mean, before this, like, where do they start? Because are they starting low in
1: society and climbing up? I think they start low. I think, yeah, I think they start low. I think these apartment complexes are like the lower class. And I think most of Dragon falls into that. Yes. And I think they start low, they have sort of these aspirations to go beyond this, you know, and Lance finds a thing that he's good at that he enjoys, and him and Kudji, like, go for it. Kudji says, uh, I don't want to go down this road if it, like, I've seen what it turns me into, and Lance says, I'm comfortable with what this turns me into. Okay. Okay. So they go for it. They live this dream and we know at the end they become the
0: greatest fencer that can duel in the rain and not get wet. What happens in between? What is the, what's the obstacle in their way, in Lance's way? Because Kaji, you know, bows out, says, I don't want to do this. This is not my life, you know, and stops, starts being a cobbler. Lance, what happens to Lance that makes them the best or that just makes them super good? You know, what is the obstacle in their way? Is it just, like, a tournament? Or is it something else? Do they have to leave to get that kind of training and come back? You know, can you learn to be this good in
1: Dragon? I I kind of like that they have to, to leave. And, like, there's two things they have to do. Mm-hmm. I imagine there's two lessons they have to teach. They have to, like, there's two quests they have to go on. One is they have to leave. He has to go... He has to go learn a different kind of sword fighting because like, I think he, he rises as high as he can get to the level of like competitive sword fighting where the difference between winning and losing is like a quarter of a degree. Okay. Like you take the slightest, like your heel is in the wrong spot at the wrong time and you lose. Like they're like, it's that kind of level of like 9.8 versus 9.82, like judging scores. Right. And he just can't get over that hump. So he has to, like, depart from Dragon and basically go and learn, like, if I'm actually fighting for my life, how would I handle this sword?
0: So they go out and, what, start questing, you know? Yes. Okay. I have a pitch for you, and it's very large. Okay. And you can feel free to shoot it down. My pitch to you is that this whole life that Kaji and Lance are living is pre-Battle of Iron Hill. And they okay. leave, when they leave the city to become the greatest duelist in Dragon, and you know, and I have to, you know, I hear that there are, you know, trainers out there that can teach me the way, the ways of the blade, you know, um, do they come back and it's in the sky and they can't get back until they re- reach a certain rank? Could they not get back in until there's a certain thing? You know what I mean?
1: I, 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 I love that. I don't think it's tied to their sword fighting ability. I just think that, like, once it's in the sky after the Battle of Iron Hill. Yeah. No one fucking knows how to get to it.
0: And that's the, is that the quest or is that just a problem?
1: That is uh, the second leg of a three-pronged test, a three-pronged quest. Ooh. The first one is they leave, right? They go, they see the world, they fight monsters, they, like, adventure, they quest, they become the great swordsmen. They finally overcome that, like, that level of academic, like, perfection where it's like, I have studied all I can in school. I have to go basically do the thing and fail. Then they come back only to discover that-
0: There's just a crater there. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and the city is, like, somewhere in the sky and they have to, like, continue traveling the world to find their home. Okay. So then he gets home and then here's why I want to pitch to you the third part of his quest. He gets back- he finds a way back to the city and he has to learn one other lesson before he can like truly become the greatest of like, he's good enough that he can fence in the rain and not get wet. Mm-hmm. But there's still one lesson that eludes him. What is it? He's got to learn to cheat. Stop it.
0: So he has to get so he has to, Kaji has to teach him. Yes. But what if, but a Kudji
1: said that we said Kaji's out the game, Jeff. Exactly. He's got to convince his old friend that they need to pick up a blade again, not to, not to, not to re-enter the tournament, but just to teach him the one lesson that that they have never stopped saying: "Hey, I got this over on you. I've still got one skill that you'll never have." And Lance has to come back and say, "I want that. I want that skill." Okay. So
0: after after years of training and journeying, they're like, "Fuck it! I'm just gonna cheat." <laughs> Is well, that? because <laughs> I have learned the ways of the sword and at long last I have seen that yeah no I'm I'm with it I'm I'm on board with that <laughs> because it's very funny to me and very realistic that let's okay let's talk about dragon for a minute then everybody's very passionate Everyone is a little self-centered. Then, in that case, you know what yes. I mean. You gotta yes. have a little to a lot of bit of ego to just be like, you know what? Go do your passion. I am. That's what I am doing. So everybody should just come do it too. Just find out what you like. So what I am thinking is they go on this epic quest. You know, they they receive they they hear a vision. They see a vision in the stars. You know, that's mm-hmm. like you have to leave. They hear a voice. You have to leave, Dragon. Search the world for the greatest sword fighters. Best them to save people, you know, go on this heroic journey like that would traditionally be the movie, right? Is like the dragon warrior goes and then learns the ways of the blade, then find your way back to the city, you know, to the place that you once called home that you barely recognize, only to realize that none of that was fucking worth it. And now it's like, fuck this shit, fuck all this stuff about, you know, upward mobility and me following my passion Fuck this shit. I'm breaking the game. I'm cheating. Where's Kaji? I'm learning this. Because I think it's sort of like it's a rebellious spirit Mm -hmm. is basically what that says to me. Is someone who, after all this, comes back to their childhood friend and is like, Kaji, I need to learn how to be a crooked motherfucker. But why? Why do they want to cheat? Because that's a big deal.
1: I, I was thinking about this, and I think I know why. Okay. I think it's two things. I have some big ideas to throw at you. Yeah, I,
0: I, I'm looking for that. That's what I. That's what's going to push this story over. Is like the the, cre- the you know the limini locust moment where it's like, what is the obstacle in the way? What is there to
1: overcome? I think I think there's a few things because I think one thing is I love the is if we want this to be pre Iron Hill, mm-hmm. then I think that we have to answer the question of if there are scores of like super highly trained sword fighters
0: yes because like delta and like headless 7
1: are like in these in this city in these tournaments so then i think that the that that the the conclusion that we have to draw is that these sword fighters were being drafted into an army oh okay not not like once like in adulthood. I wanna specify that. But it, it was these
0: sword fighting tournaments were being used to recruit the best warriors in Dragon.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you win a tournament and they're like, ooh, actually I like that a lot. Because you win a tournament and they're like, Do you wanna do you wanna join the military? Like we can we can we can make all of your dreams come true. We have the resources. Like Yeah And that's why Kudji bowed out.
0: Okay. Oh, Can I give you a pitch then? If you win these tournaments, Jeff, there are, so what do we say, 19 Knights of Dragon, right? The humans. Something like that, yeah. If you win this tournament, you get to be number 20 and you get like a tremendous power. Is Mm -hmm. the reason there are 19 is because Lance Crossblade won this tournament and turned the offer down and left Dragon. Yes. Not because- they wanted a great adventure, but because something was like, this is wrong. This is not why me and Kudji did this as kids. We do it because we love it. We don't do it for, like we said, it's not about violence. It's about the sport and it's about the arch. And it's a, I mean, if you're dueling in the rain and not getting wet, you are like a dancer. You know, I'm thinking like mm-hmm. this is, it's beautiful. And they're like the greatest, like it could carve through the 19 nights as if
1: they were a stick of butter. Yeah. I think that he finally wins a tournament. He finally wins the big one. The 20th of, like, the 20-part Dragon Knight series. The Dragon Knight classic. Mm -hmm. He finally wins the 20th tournament to to earn a final spot on what is probably touted as, like, an Olympic-level team, even if it is also, like, a military strike force. Yeah,
0: these people are, like—like, I have the utmost respect for, like, Olympic fencers because I've watched it and I'm like, how are you human?
1: Yeah, and it's imagine if, like, the follow-up to being that good was somebody came by with a briefcase of money, like so, like a guy in an army outfit comes by with a briefcase of money, and it's like, we want you to fight for us. Yeah, and, like, and for some, it's like, yeah, no, I totally get it. But for Lance, he's like, they, they come to him with an offer, and he's like, no, this isn't. This isn't what like I didn't I didn't do this so that I could go off and like hurt people. I did this because it's a beautiful art form. So I think he bounces. Like he just goes a wall. So do they still come back to the city and want to cheat? Yes, because Delta has challenged him to a duel. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. 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 Cuz cuz Delta's in the army which means that they've won a tournament. Which means that they're at this, like, 9.98 level, like, academic perfection level. But it also means that they have fought a war, like an actual, honest-to-goodness war, and come back standing. Wow. Which means that they are equally, which means that they have the life experience and the academic experience that Lance also has. And they also have a blood vendetta against Lance.
0: Okay, so what I just got from that is, okay, so if we're going to play this by the book, Jeff, so we're saying that Lance, pre-Iron Hill, leaves Dragon, right, goes up in the yep. sky, they come back, and we said the only two alive are like Headless Seven and Delta, all the yep. others are dead, so that means there are 18 spots to fill, so Lance, what, hears about another tournament and is like, no, fuck that, mm I'm going to win that. So I think that's how this becomes the leader, you know, a leader of a group type thing, or the leader of Dragon. Goes back, wins this tournament, becomes the, what, the third, basically, like, Horsemen of the Apocalypse type deal, you know what I mean?
1: Uh, it's gotta be at least the second, because I think everybody thinks Seven is dead.
0: Everyone thinks Seven is dead, so there are two. So... Which means...
1: Here's where this kicks in. Here's the Liminy moment.
0: Okay, because I'm I'm dying for it. I like I know we're on the cusp of something really cool. No. Where someone returning to their hometown and being like, no, Delta, this is not what this, this is not what our culture is gonna be about.
1: Here's the thing. If if everybody there's three of them left. There's Lance, Seven, and Delta. Mm-hmm. Seven is a Seven everybody thinks is dead. Yep. Lance is not part of this. Which means Delta comes back as the sole survivor. Oh no. And essentially is the last living remnant of the army that waged war with iron hill
0: so true that's such a good they point. essentially
1: have to be able, they have to be in a position to essentially take the town over
0: yeah absolutely this is like the everyone at, like big jeremy kills everybody
1: and so what i'm picturing is not that lance wants to win a spot on an army lance wants to take back the keys to dragon turret to, to Like, take it away from this person, from this military dictator that has come back. And the only way that he knows how to do it is by saying, look, you've got a lot going for you, but I know I can beat you the one way that I've showed that, like, you know in your heart you're never going to be as good as me as a duelist. So step to me in the circle, I will beat you, and then you will leave Dragon forever.
0: And there's this incredible moment in their duel, like Kudji's in the stands, you know, in the most beautiful pair of shoes that they've ever crafted. They're like, I think I think Kudji's a little flashy, by the way. Fun, oh, for sure. Fun note. So Kudji's in the stands, like, biting their nails. And uh, Lance squares up with uh, blah, 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 with Delta. Delta has fucking Arthur's sword. It's, like, real dramatic. And it's, like, the big boss moment. You know, Lance is on the ropes battling away with their rapier. And there's, in a moment, Lance grabs some sand, throws it in Delta's face, uses that same Kudji technique, hits him with the carpet.
1: It's the same, and it's, it's. Be- and you know, we get the flashback to, to Lance showing up at Kudji's door and being like, look, I've seen, I've seen everything this world has to offer. Like, I've seen things that I will never be able to put into words. But I always, but I've never once forgotten that the thing that beat me Was an underhanded trick by the one person that knew that I wouldn't report them to the authorities, and so they, and so Kudji's like, "Look, I hung this up years ago. I'm not gonna fight by your side." And Lance's like, "I don't want you to. I just want you to like put whatever is in you that said that cutting a corner was okay, and like put it into my brain. Show me that, like, show me that part of your soul that says." that says hey if i need to if i need to win i c- i can do it by whatever means necessary
0: yeah it's that it's that what t- teach me because i'm such i'm such an academic i'm such a purist of this teach me the i don't care this fight is too important i need yeah. to win whatever means necessary so you need to you need to implant that in me so it's kind of like unlearning a lot of things that lance knows Kaji has to teach them like no this fight it doesn't matter if your foot has proper placement the, you know delta will kill you if they get the chance mm-hmm. this isn't this isn't a competition but i think the the beautiful moment is when let me readjust myself <laughs> the beautiful moment is when uh they're dueling right and delta's going in for that kill they use the cheap strike and throw carpet in delta's face <laughs> you know bah- but then allow Delta to pick up the rapier, pick up the katana again and duels them proper, disarms Delta and is like, all right, you've lost, like wins the proper way, but also while cheating.
1: For thinking about what I like, I, th- I said a thing that really informs how the, the, the end of the fight plays out for me. We flashback to the fight between Kudji and Lance and when Kudji won, Kudji cheated. Lance could have gone to the judges and say, hey, they threw they threw sand in my eyes like they cheated. They stomped on my toe. But he didn't because they're such a good friend. So I think, I think that Lance, the secret to Lance's victory is he knows that Delta's not going to like, he knows Delta's too proud by half to like turn around and say, hey, he cheated. Yeah. So when he does throw sand in their eyes, when he stomps on their toe, when he fucks with their dueling mask, he knows that they're going to stand there and say, I know what you did. And I will, I will one day return to have vengeance, but I'm not like, I am not going to go down as a sore loser.
0: I love it. Lance Crossblade, like, takes the city. Oh, that works perfectly, actually, Jeff. So, because, if we said that, uh, the thing about Dragon is this, like, shitty culture of like passion and upward mobility you know that that the toxic way of thinking about it as opposed to yeah. like lifting everybody up i think this is the moment that lance becomes a leader and is like i've been everywhere else i have seen what the world has i've seen the dark and the light and i know i have learned so much from these other groups of people that i know what dragon can be and does away with like the great great inequalities happening with like you know economics and like social standing in dragon do you think the apartment complexes are kept or are they bulldozed and, you know, things are different?
1: Uh, I think they're renovated.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they're they souped up. So Lance makes a pretty great place for people to be and pursue their passions. Yeah. Okay. So I have, I have some, I have, once again, I have a lot of big ideas for this. May I pitch them to you? Yes. Okay. So... Hey, everybody. We just talked a lot. And so if you're not caught up on the show, God help you for this episode. So back in the day, we said that – because I want to I wanna use this moment to tweak something that we had said about, like, the canon. Okay. So back in the day, we said that, you know, Tia Matt basically, like, invented humans and, like, good ones. And that the ones back in the day from the leader of Dragon were, like, bad and they fought in the war. So here's something I want to uh, make a note of. So back in the day, you know, when we talked about whatever, the five-jeweled crown, whatever, not important right now. The jewel of dragon, I will say, uh, fell in love. The prism reacted to their love, and humans were created in early, early, early dragon. They were made from, you know, two people feeling a strong feeling of passion and love. The crystal resonated. People beamed down from light. Great. Done. Those people are, like, super respected and valued members of Dragon Society at this time. The war, the Great Battle of Iron Hill happens. I think the 19 knights go, but not regular people. Because we said that they're sent in as, like, empty vessels, this just, like, foot soldiers. I think that those people would not be thrown away as, like, some kind of fodder, especially in the world that we just set up. So I think that the humans that—Big Jeremy, we said Jeremy kills all the humans. I think he kills, you know, 17 of the 19 knights. But I think that the foot soldiers that Jeremy is, like, smashing and everybody's going to war with were somewhere between a highly advanced, like, automaton human. And this is my long rant— which eventually leads Spot Shellman to developing the fun bots because he finds them on the battlefield. So that's just my quick addendum to uh the the story of this because what I will say is now that that is out of the way by the way. It's sort of like there's a leader again in Dragon that's like full of compassion because that's something that I uh I'll I'll say is cuz all these cities have like something about them. You know what I mean all the ones we've designed like pure ether Guild is this place where it's like now it's truth and it's like this place of caring for each other. I think Dragon is a city of passion, but also now compassion. It's back to what it was. Yeah, I, I buy that. Okay, cool. Um, so it's a city where, you know, Lance Crossblade is the leader still, right? Yeah. Now what? What's different now besides just renovating apartments and getting rid of the whole like you have to compete to win your thing?
1: Uh I think it is a place of if Geode is a place of, like, artistic, like, artistic creation, yeah. this is, I think, a place of, like, innovation, mm. right? Like, this is a place where this is a place where people who are passionate about a thing, you know, I think that there's, I think they're sort of sister cities in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly, yes. Dragon above as Geode below. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, I think that the difference in presentation is that Geode is about presenting art. Is about Mm -hmm. presenting your passion. Dragon is about changing it. Mm. Dragon is about, like, I want, like, I have this, I have this idea. I'm passionate about sword fighting, but I want to see, I want to see a kind of sword fighting that is divorced from the culture of tournaments and upward mobility and military contracts. So it's about, like, scholars, it becomes a place where scholars go to explore new forms of art. Whereas I think Geode is a place where, where artists go to like show off the, the work as it exists now.
0: Yes. I, I sort of see that as like Geode is a place where you look inside. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you look inside yourself and and bring it outward. Dragon is a place where you like look around. You see what's going on. You take that and you like forge it and change it. Yeah.
1: Cool.
0: I, I dig that a lot.
1: I have one scene I want to pitch you and, and I think it's a wrap. Cool. I'm down with this. Can we roll on tables after that? Yes. Awesome. But uh the scene that I want to pitch you is after the Battle of Iron Hill, Lance is wandering. You know, he has heard about the, the carnage and the destruction. He's he heard he, he's heard about all these stories and he finds himself in a bar and he's sitting, he's just like thinking of, like he's like I've everything that I've known is gone. Like there's nothing like and he's he's at this low point. And somebody saddles up next to him and and buys two drinks, and this this traveler, this this stranger, you know, Lance has never seen him before. but they tell a story. Uh, they they tell they tell him this story about the Battle of Iron Hill, that they've heard from a friend of a cousin or something. And the story ends with, from what I hear, the only person left is Delta. Boy, I'd hate to be back in the city when Delta shows up again and headless 7 walks off and lance knows that he has to go back
0: ooh i like this i like
1: that a lot
0: cuz there'd be so there is a lot to say that too about you know headless 7 seeing a dragon person outside of dragon and is like you i know you know who delta is because you were from
1: the same town also choosing to like choosing to not reveal it and choosing to not Complete that journey of him looking for someone from Dragon. Yeah. They chose, yeah, they choose not to, they choose not to, not to pursue it just because. Yeah. Like, they, they, they know that it's more important in this moment. I dig it. I like the story of someone winning their city back from mm-hmm.
0: shitty ideals and yep. shitty ways of thinking.
1: Let's roll on some tables. That was very cool. Let's roll on some tables. So we're going to roll on, let's roll on, let's roll on soldier for Lance. Sure. Give me a D8 for personality trait. All right. Glow in the dark, D8. Wait, is this a D8? Six. I enjoy being strong and like breaking things. Just like breaking stuff? They just like punching trees and shit? Yeah. There's a little, I think, because I think there's a little, there's like a beauty aspect to sword fighting. Yes. But I also think there's just like, I think they're sort of also drawn to the fact that like this thing that I dance with can chop a tree in half
0: yeah it's the respect for the destruction you know it's yeah. that this is a this this blade has a lot of consequence you know yeah. and i and i enjoy the fact that I'm, I'm wielding such an instrument of pain without really inflict. because i okay can i give you a pitch for something yes i think how uh how lance crossblade um duels right it's a lot of deflection It's pretty much, like, impenetrable defense and, like, dodging Mm -hmm. until you either tire yourself out, you're knocked out of the ring, and just taps you once. Like, deflect, deflect, like, blindingly fast hands as they Mm -hmm. swat away your every attack, hit you with the guard right in the face, like, just punch you once and you're out. Or, you know, you know what I mean? It's sort of like a defensive way of fighting because that's what Duel in the Rain tells me, that it's not so much like a berserker. So enjoys breaking your guard, enjoys breaking you down (laughs) during a fight, enjoys breaking... Maybe they... Okay. Uh, Can I say that they try to break your sword?
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty cool.
0: They can shatter your blade during a fight. There you go. Cool. All right, give me a D6 for an ideal. Let's
1: go animal D6. Yeah. Five. I mean, six eagle. Whoops. Wrong bird. Nation. My city, nation, or people are all that matter. Oh, okay. That works. I mean, they they care about Dragon. Yeah. I mean, we kind of like never
0: really mentioned it though that they're they love this city so much, but they that means that this entire time they've hated how this works. That they've always thought that they always thought it was like a little unfair, you know what I mean? Or they've always it's that sad notion of like when you know that you're struggling. They know yeah. that the apartment building they're in isn't as nice as others. They see how the knights live. And they're like, this is, this sucks. I hate this fucking place. And the, but the only way I can get out is by sword fighting. Yep. That's where the passion comes from, is like, this blows. Damn.
1: Give me a d6 for a bond.
0: Five, Ant. Those who fight beside me are those worth dying for. Wow. So, is does that tie in with the entire passion of the people of Dragon? Or yeah, is that I think Or is it just everyone? Like, the people that fight beside me in this city... I would gladly die for each and every one of them.
1: I kind of like, actually, I kind of like that it's specifically for Kaji, separate from everything else. Like, it's that, like, no matter how powerful he gets, he still makes time to, like, go visit his friend and share stories. And, like, if Kaji needs anything, he will drop what he's doing as like leader of dragon he'll stop what he's doing and be like i got i gotta i gotta go i gotta help out a friend
0: i know this episode's running long and i don't care i'll probably edit a lot out um but so that tells me that even um okay so this this is the image i'm going for they're sitting on the hill kudji has decided to i'm they're like i'm gonna be a cobbler you know I, i i can't i'm i'm just gonna stay where i'm at i know things aren't gonna be great but you know i gotta that's, that's not my life. My life is, I guess, making shoes. And Lance is like that. I think that bothers them a lot, you know, that, that people like Kudji can't get ahead in this world doing what they love. You know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. think uh, that for someone like a cobbler, there is like a ceiling that they will never break in terms of quality of life. And I think that has driven Lance to be like, fuck, it's not fair. The fact that he, the fact that they can't have this, but I can because I want to be a duelist. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's, mm-hmm. that's not fair. So I think that that's, it is Kaji specifically being like, uh, you know, working class people deserve exactly the same as everyone else. As as the upper, yeah. as a knight. All I'm doing is fucking sword fighting and they're over there making shoes for every single person in the city. Like, and they can't get a nice apartment. That's bullshit. I would, I will fight for them. I will die for them. I love it.
1: Sick. Give me a d6 for a flaw. All right, I'm going to roll dog d6 for flaws. Six poodle. I'd rather eat my armor than admit when I'm wrong. I think I have I have a pitch for this. I'd love it. I'd love to hear it. Do you want... Actually, I have a big pitch for this.
0: Oh, go ahead. I love big
1: pitches. A real big pitch. That Kudgy has always said that in the big tournament, the reason they won is because they cheated. The reason that they say this is because Lance has always insisted... You know you only won because you cheated. You stomped on my toe. And it's true that Kudji cheated every other time that they fought. It's a 100% true. But that one time, that one occasion, the finals of that one tournament, Kudji didn't do a damn thing. <laughs> but Lance Lance insisted he was a sore loser, and Kudji cared more about their friend than they did the art. So they went along with it. And they said, yeah, cheated, just like I did every other time. You got me. Aww. You caught you- me you called me out buddy and they never acknowledged it because you know lance needed it and
0: they didn't care that much about it lance crossblade then after they duel delta delta is like run out of town i guess like they just leave yeah yep so they just leave dragon forever and they're exiled for being an asshole i don't think lance crossblade ever admits that <laughs> that he cheated <laughs> He no, won't I, I, say it. I I beat the, I beat them fair and square. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't throw any sand. That was just my that's my signature arm movement. It's I yeah. wave it in their face and and they were blinded by my technique. What are you What are you talking about? Pre- okay, so pretty much we have a charlatan
1: ruler of dragon at the moment. <laughs> a little bit. I here's what I picture. I think everybody kind of knows. I think everybody sort of takes on. Koji's view right yes it's everybody kind of goes yeah okay you didn't cheat whatever you won fair and square it's all fine it's fine <laughs> and it's just something that people kind of laugh about well.
0: <laughs> so just as things often happen in real life you know tiamat gets the prism right uh more humans are made Everyone, even though Lance Crossblade is like the leader of Dragon, everyone likes Tiamat way more, and everyone kind of considers her the leader of Dragon. Yeah, <laughs> like oh no, I follow, I'd follow her to hell and back. Lance Crossblade, you're a fucking sword fighter. I don't care. <laughs> <kid. laughs>
1: like, guess by, by governing position, you didn't even really win that fight. Like yeah. you, you cheated. You cheated. I, cheated. I didn't cheat. I won fair and square. Yeah, okay, okay, cool. Sure, but right, you know, it's
0: right. like sort of like uh, yeah, everyone it. For all intents and purposes, Tiamat is the leader of Dragon, but in like on a piece of paper and then like sitting on the altar of stars is fucking Lance Crossblade being like, I didn't cheat. Fuckers. Didn't <laughs> cheat. He's like a little kid about it.
1: I don't even think he's necessarily like mad about it. I think he's just literally just he's like, I didn't cheat. I didn't cheat.
0: I'm the greatest What's I'm the greatest swordsman alive. Like what I didn't cheat? No,
1: I wouldn't I would never. It tells me that they're kind of They've got a little bit of an ego, and I think oh, like yeah. they have to, and I think that, you know, there's good and bad to that. Yeah, and I think it, it comes
0: from a good place of being like, I want people to look to me and see, like, wow, you took the city back. You you defied generations. You defied, like, the Knights of Dragon and won it back. But, like, you're kind of boring and square, and Tia Matt's, like, cool and has a human girlfriend from Philadelphia. Like, that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever Philly is. Is that it? I think that's a wrap. Yeah, thank you so much, Jeremiah Newby, for your prompt that you sent through our prompt submission thing on our website. If you want to submit a prompt of your own, there are many ways you can do that, and many ways we'll get it featured on the show.
1: Yeah. Uh, you can. <laughs> Sorry, I got. No,
0: that gap is everything.
1: Sorry, I got. I was looking at my phone. Yep, yeah, sure are. Yeah. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash children. You can also email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Uh, you can post them to our Discord, the link to which is pinned to our Twitter, or you can submit them via the website at allmyfantasychildren.com.
0: Yeah, it's a great way to do it. Um, If you want to back our show using some coinage, uh, we would very much appreciate it. And you can do that at allmyfantasy... Uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash children. You can become a backer of our show and give us your financial support as well. And uh, it helps pay for equipment costs, hosting fees, and keeps this little podcast going. And another way you can do that and help us grow the show and get more listeners is to tell a friend, give us a five-star iTunes review, um, or just like tweet about us. If you enjoy the show, just tell one person. And that will be great um jeff has a second podcast that's very
1: good party of one is an actual play rpg podcast focused on two-player role-playing games every week i sit down with a guest one-on-one to play a short self-contained role-playing game session you can find that at party dot com uh do you
0: have a verbal hug this week hmm i do i i, I do just for right. this episode hey, alone me. uh like making this one like we we talked a lot of lore and like we're world building and it's really like you know it's it's dorky but like we enjoy it and so here here's my verbal hug for you if you're doing something that like you know by societal norms is like dorky or uh like lame or something like oh my god they're talking about building dragons no one's going to you know it's easy to be like no one's going to care You know, we're talking about apartment complexes in Dragon and what the culture of a fictional city in our podcast is. No one's going to give a shit. It's really important to surround yourself and collaborate with people who give you permission to do whatever you want and really support any kind of thought that pops into your head. And even if it's like, nah, let's not go that direction, but we'll still respect it enough like Jeff does to be like, yeah, yeah, no, let's let's go with it. Fuck it. Yeah. They have apartment complexes and they're a futuristic city. It's really great. So I would encourage all of you to surround, if you want to make something or even if you just want to hang out and talk about the things that interest you surround yourself with people who get you and like will support the things that pop into your head and the things that you believe and the things that you love Because you never want to be a naysayer. You never want to put somebody down for liking the things that they love. That's, that's how new ideas never come to be. That's, this podcast wouldn't exist, you know, if we were like, no, I think Samuel Gord's stupid. Let's call him Jeremiah Noodleman. You know, it's it's not about that. It's it's surround yourself with people who make who lift you up and make you feel like the best you that you can be. And then who knows? Maybe you'll create something together that's wonderful, or just enjoy each other's company for like the rest of your
1: days. It's great. That's a very that's very good. Yeah, perfectly said. I have nothing to add to that. Fuck yeah. Except, <laughs> except when can we make everybody? I need this needs to be a massive viral movement tweet at amfc underscore podcast jeremiah noodleman (laughs) hashtag fantasy children because i need i need to strong arm aaron into into making it to dedicating an episode to jeremiah noodleman because i have so many thoughts
0: okay so if you're listening to this if you've made it this far and i i tip my hat to you for listening to us talk for this long i tweet a prompt I don't care what it is or how long it is. Send it, tweet it, email it, you know, Discord it. Jeremiah Noodleman, you know the greatest warrior the library I ever need to, knew. I need to know, <laughs> I know. I need
1: to know your Jeremiah Noodleman prompt. Yes, it's very important and very specific, so
0: that we can build the best Jeremiah Noodleman possible. This is absurd.
1: It's gonna happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick, I'm gonna kick this scream until Jeremiah Noodleman is the character that has captivated a generation. Fuck it. Next
0: episode, we're gonna do Jeremiah Noodleman. So we need your help, listeners. Uh, once I get this episode out, just spam away, please. And on that note, good, good night, night and good, and good game. game.